yeah, that was actually trailing 12 from our Q1 numbers. Our Q1 yeah. numbers were 4.3 million. So even that on a run rate was about 16 million, on, you know, times it by four. We're, we we gave guidance that we're growing 20%, uh, 25% quarter over quarter. So if we did over 5 million last quarter, that brings it to about a $20 million run rate. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Evan Sohn. He's the chairman and chief executive officer of Recruiter.com, an on-demand recruiting platform that combines AI and video job matching technology with the world's largest network of small and independent recruiters. Evan, you ready to take us to the top? Uh, that was great. That was a great description. I don't know where you got that from, but who that was gave, really great. Who gave me that? My gosh, <laughs> sleek and smooth, great delivery. All right. Wow, I must have an awesome corporate <laughs> communication person. That's fantastic. Evan, how long have you been doing this? When did you guys launch? Um, so I became CEO in uh, June of 2020. I became chairman of the board in May of 19, uh, in March of 2019. Okay. The company uh, URL has been around for a while, but this all really came together in March of 2019. Okay. What was it before that? So it was always recruited.com, okay. right? So it's a great name, but it was really more of a marketing organization, like a media company. Uh, really focused at news for recruiters. Uh, it had um, uh, various training tools and resume distribution. Um, really just fantastic SEO, but it was really more of a destination site for recruiters and still is. It still is a destination site for all things recruiting. Uh, what we started to do in March of 2019 was really start to monetize this huge community of recruiters and, uh, and HR professionals and talent acquisition professionals that really came into the platform. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, tell me more about that. So some of the most successful, you know, freight waves is a good example, media business plus major SaaS play, and they work really nicely together. You start yeah. off as a media business, right? So let's quantify that and then go into 2019. How many uniques was the site getting in 2019? Uh, we were probably getting $4 million of organic SEO on a monthly basis. Well, and quantify that in terms of unique views. Uh, difficult to quantify. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, uh, I usually like in the dollars. I'm a dollars guy, man. Yeah, you know, that's fine with me. So four yeah. million and free SEO per month. Yeah, you know, so something like three to four million dollars of organic traffic on a regular basis. So again, very good traffic. That's um, monthly though, right? Not annually. That's a, that's a monthly traffic. So tremendous okay. traffic. We rank uh, number one or number two in tons of things. So we have all this traffic, and um. The goal, what I really saw the opportunity to do was to really reinvent the recruiting industry. So the recruiting industry is a $120 billion industry, huge giant industry, uh, fragmented across you know, so many different ways and sectors. But the reality is, Nathan, there's two ways to hire. You either do it yourself, you use ZipRecruiter, Indeed, uh, LinkedIn, et cetera, or you do it yourself. And you, uh, sorry, you do it yourself or you hire someone to do it for you. And if you're going to hire someone to do it for you, you would use the classic headhunter and they would charge you, you know, 20 to 30% of the salary to get to place the person, et cetera. That model really has not changed in decades. Uh, And it's now time for a variety of macro reasons uh, to actually change it. And what we really do 
is we help companies of all sizes, startup companies to Fortune 50 companies, hire talent by either giving them fractional on-demand gig recruiters on demand. So think of us as Fiverr uh, for recruiting or talent acquisition. You need a recruiter to help you recruit financial people for the next three months, pay that person on an hourly basis, uh, not no success fee when they place a candidate, do it, get the right person at the right place at the right time with the right skill set and pay them for their services. That's what the gig economy is all about. And that's what we do. Plus, we also have, as you mentioned, you know, an incredible tech stack to ensure that the recruiters are doing a great job. And these tools actually stand on their own. We have like 50 plus clients today that are just subscribing to our software to build pipelines of candidates. And it really how, many, how, many, how, many, how many brands are paying for just the SaaS tool? 50? Over 50, yeah. Okay, 50. And is this like a premium, like enterprise pricing? What do they pay on average per month? No, uh, they're paying anywhere from $1,000 a month okay. to, we have some people paying like $10,000 a month, depending on the scope of what they're looking for. We really combine AI search and email marketing into one platform. So we have, you know, you sound like a great numbers guy, Nathan. We have 160 million profiles indexed in our database. Okay. okay. So no. full, full diversity, all searching, everything. And so we use our tools to find the right person to find the right group of people. And then we run campaigns, literally like marketing campaigns to get them to raise their hand to say, I'm interested. So how else, Evan, how else are you making money today? So 50 customers out of grand a month is only 50 grand a month at MRR. I know you're doing- uh, Yeah, we're actually, yeah, yeah, we're actually, so many of them are paying a lot more than that. So uh, our software is probably doing about $200,000 a month in software, okay. a little over, a little over $200,000 a month in recurring monthly revenue on the software side. We run marketplaces. So we have job boards and marketplaces like ZipRecruiter and Indeed. Uh, we're generating money there. And How much our, there? Um, another, you know, $150,000, $200,000 there. Uh, our on-demand business is growing incredibly well. We're doing uh, really nicely there. How much? Uh, over a over million dollars a month. Okay. And, and what's that model? I just don't know that model. That model is like Upwork or, or you know, you pay us, we, we take a fee and pass the rest of the- recruiting. One million is your fear. That's a total GMB for the total, problem. Total, total money now. And it's been growing. It's over a million, right? Okay. So- you know, it's but Evan, so, so but 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 to be fair here, I mean, twelve million in GMB on on-demand model is actually fairly low for a marketplace. Why is that not higher? Yeah, we're growing twenty-five percent quarter over quarter. So but why not faster? I mean, this is a very hot space, right? Everyone's hiring. Yeah. Why isn't that? Why isn't there a hundred million going through your on-demand platform? I uh, I would agree. Um, we we're uh, we have a tremendous demand, and we're we're balancing out the the answer that you ask is. As a small public company, and we're a NASDAQ company, we, yeah. we went on NASDAQ about four months ago, um, we are really focused, unfortunately, on profitability also. So it's not just about growth, it's really about growth and profit. And so we invested about a million dollars into our business last quarter. We could have invested 20 million into the, and grown our sales and marketing and delivery. Our biggest investment was really in talent delivery, ensuring that we can deliver talent faster. Um, and that's that's our throttle point now. And so we're trying to do this in a balanced fashion, hit profitability, and we'll we'll get there early in 22. What the percent what percent are you taking on an on-demand model? About 20 to 25 percent in that. Okay. Range. So you basically have three business lines, each doing about 200 to 250000 dollars a month in revenue. So you're doing 700 grand a month in revenue total, something like that. Oh, so you're taking out the you're looking at a gross profit number. Yeah, the other business that we have is correct. many of our we have a direct hire business. So often when you are using an on-demand recruiter as a company, you'll say, gee, I really love that recruiter. Can I hire that recruiter? Yes. And companies yep. are using us as a try-by and that generates another, another couple hundred thousand dollars in business. Yeah. So trailing 12 months, again, public company or 12 million bucks in revenue, something like that. Uh, 11.8. Trailing, 
yeah, that was actually trailing 12 from our Q1 numbers. Our Q1 yeah. numbers were 4.3 million. So even that on a run rate was about 16 million on, you know, times it by four. We're, we we gave guidance that we're growing 20%, uh, 25% quarter over quarter. So if we did over 5 million last quarter, that brings it to about a $20 million run rate. And, you know, we're, again, we're, we're very pleased with our overall growth because we're really balancing our growth with the, the need to be profitable. Yeah. What, what percent, I, I can look this up too, but you, you'll be clear to ask you, what percent of the company do you own fully diluted basis? Evan Sohn personally? Yeah. About 4%. How did you get involved? Did they recruit you as a CEO, like just to introduce the IPO? Uh, yeah, no. Um, I was brought in by one of the original investors in the company um, about three years ago to sort of help out. My background really is in technology, operations, platforms, reinventing different industries. And, uh, you know, one of the, they brought me in and I'm like, you have a company that owns recruiter.com. If it's not a billion dollar company, someone someone's making a mistake. Totally. Let's go fix it. And yeah. So, so you own four, you're on four percent personally. I personally own four percent. Yeah. Account. Yeah. Yeah. How much did the company raise before you came in? Um, very very little. Like under five million. Uh, probably less than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's a very interesting question. I mean, forty million market cap. I many you I imagine. Yeah, deep yeah. At are, night. We are the most. We are the most undervalued company on Nasdaq. So what do you, you know, think you should be valued at? Today, I would say no less than no less than eighty to one hundred million. And why? Why is that? So you look at the comps, right? You could say that we run a marketplace like ZipRecruiter, and indeed, and they're trading at, or sorry, ZipRecruiter is probably trading at you know five six times revenues, um, run rate revenue. You look at our our, our ROD business, our on demand business, and Fiverr is trading at twenty two times you know that revenue. So even if it's at you know, even if it's at uh, $200,000, $250,000 a month in gross profit, that should be trading at 22 times. Our SaaS software, which is more like a DocuSign, business operations software, trades at 22 times revenue. Even our direct hire business, which again, typically is valued low, is still very, very low, relatively speaking. So if we're doing, you know, if we're doing a $20 million run rate now on revenue, we're only trading two times revenue, that is incredibly low. My guess is even on the low side, we should be trading at you know five times revenue, probably even at even at this stage. Again, yeah. you know, I think I think the headwind for us is that we're a startup company on Nasdaq. You know, and most companies are not startups on Nasdaq. It used to be that people were startups on Nasdaq. Adobe, Microsoft, all started as startups on Nasdaq. Most companies now are like, oh, Airbnb. You know, who cares if you're losing money? It doesn't matter. Grow, grow, grow. You know, I think that we have to demonstrate uh, a maturity as a startup company to actually deserve the the market. Uh, the market. Uh, here's uh, here's what I don't understand, though. Here's what I don't understand. I mean, look, we just had Pete Lampson on. We've had Colin Day on. We've had yeah. you know all these people on uh, Art Pappas at Bullhorn. Right. This is a very very hot space. And so when you look at what K1 did in April with Jobvite, Jazzy Jarn, NXT thing, right, and, and what they even bought that and did that deal at, why is nobody just taking you private? And rolling you into, you know, Vista Print, right? Sorry, Vista Equity with ISIMS yeah. or Bullhorn, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Look, the challenge of being, we were an over the counter company first. And I don't, I don't know what that means. So a pink sheet company, right? So we were an OTC company when I got involved. I think it's been a lot of fun, sort of the journey from an OTC company to a NASDAQ company. It's got, it's got some headwinds associated to it, but, um, you know, we're all here for the long haul. We're building Wait, Tram, and I feel like you're trying to tell me something without telling me something. Translate that. Why does Vista and K1, why do private equity firms don't like an o a historically OTC company? 
Um, no reason. I, I think that just the, the headwinds on an OTC company is that no one knows who you are yet. You know, when you when you when you uplist, when you do a traditional IPO, right? Uh, you're bringing on large investment banking firms. They're giving the coverage that you need. They're giving you the support that you need, uh, et cetera. I think when you do a SPAC, we, we all read about SPACs. The SPACs is an artificial way to go public because a SPAC already has sort of the following, the volume, the ownership, et cetera, and the coverage, et cetera. When you're a small company, it's difficult to make a lot of noise uh, in the micro in the micro space. Mm-hmm. That's really it. And many funds have limitations on they can't buy a company that's under two hundred million dollars in market cap. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go raise fifty million bucks and and do, it's a little premium to your current price, and you take this public and now you own sixty percent? Yeah. So the the answer is that we do not want to do anything dilutive right now. So I could raise money tomorrow if we wanted to as a company or as an individual, as a company. No, I think you should raise it individually. Team with a private equity buddy and take it private. Take the whole thing out. Yeah, I've thought about it um, months ago. This is a lot of fun. You know, we're going to be, we want to deliver lots of value to our shareholders. Yeah, but Evan, I don't believe you. I mean, you own 4% of a 40 million market company. It's 1.6 million, which is like nothing for you considering your background. You've got to be, I mean, there is no logical person that wouldn't want to take this private and own way more of it and run with it. The answer is like I I I know you want me to focus on the stock price. I don't. I focus on running a great company and delivering great value. You know, we're at the epicenter of the job industry. I'm on CNBC once a month talking about the job market. You know, all the stuff will come. I am incredibly optimistic that all of our value will be realized, and we're going to have a, a great story. Uh, you know, as a public company, we're having a great story as a company, delivering great value for great clients. And I'm not, uh, I, I'm very, very confident in our ability to do that. I like yeah. the liquidity aspects. I really do like the liquidity aspects of a public company. There's something very, very nice about that, um, that you don't get when you're a private company. I've been both. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the, uh, you know, we're all up for the challenge. I have a great team of people around me. How many uh, people on the team right now? The, the company is about 75 people. Okay. How many engineers? Uh, we have a great CTO. Okay. Um, and he's got a, a good team of people, both a combination of insourced and outsourced. Yep. And we have yep. good product people really just, uh, you know, our big investment now is not, you know, there's no more R in terms of R and D there's D as in making it easier development, making it easier, scaling better, et cetera. We're doing a lot more volume on our searches now. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. We're going to be a great story. We, we are a great story and we're just an undervalued company on NASDAQ. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, you know, when everything's undervalued, especially when four percent have great information rights like you do, I'm going. You know, what? before the market does see what I see and values it full, yeah, I'd love no, to own seventy percent instead of four percent. That's right. <laughs> right. That's, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's interesting. We have very good. Our investors have been around for a while. They're not selling, right? They're they're looking to make sure that this is a you know a very this is not a two times a two x. You know, my long term incentive plan is tied to multiples of the stock price, not ten percent, twenty percent, like real Fair. multiple. Fair, fair, fair. All right. Anything else we should know about? Look, I, I think that companies of all sizes now have are waking up and realizing that they have this insatiable appetite, or they should have an insatiable appetite for candidates, for talent. And uh, thinking, sitting back, going, "I'm running a great company. I'm not going to lose people," uh, is you know that's not a that's not a post pandemic thing. We saw 4.3 million people quit in August. Uh, that is not going away. We are in a new economy. I call it the job hopper economy. That's where we are. And uh, talent acquisition is really at the forefront of all these things as companies of all sizes need to hire talent and they need to change the way they do it to really prepare for, you know, the next millennia. 
Love it. All right. Hey, real quick, last question here. Do you feel like you have CAC arbitrage because of the media brand? I just looked at your Alexa rank. It's actually not that great. I mean, it's 75,000. That's actually not like a top 10, you know, 1% site anymore yeah. like it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was the question? Say it again. Do we, well, do, do you feel like you can get customers cheaper than competitors because yeah. of your media brand? But then I, I stepped back to say, wait a second, the media brand isn't quite there anymore. You're not, you don't no. actually we, bring so that much traffic. Get, we actually get lots of inbound leads. We're working on qualifying them better. Uh, yeah, but our yeah. biggest customers are all people that hit our website. Yeah. Really? Like it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, now uh, I'm reading now. Uh, extreme ownership. Number Jacko. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, CEO I follow or study uh, uh, Steve Jobs. Number and, and I would say, you know, LinkedIn's founder, right? Blitz scaling is like one of my favorite books. Yeah, Reid Hoffman's a good one. Number three, favorite online tool you use to scale the business? HubSpot. Number four, did, did you always use HubSpot or you switched to them recently? Uh, we the company always did, always used HubSpot. Very cool. Um, and you're happy with it? Uh, big fan, big nice. giant fan of HubSpot. All right, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, five, five to six. And situation, married, single kids. Married, happily married, uh, almost 27 years. Wow. Uh, three kids, 22, 2016. Holy mackerel. How old are you, Evan? I, I will be 54 in three days. Oh, happy early birthday. That's great. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, your, 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 your press team goes, hey, ha happy birthday, Evan. Go talk to Nathan for 20 minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my birthday present. Yeah. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. So, uh, I didn't hear you. Say it again. Something, Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Uh, I think the value of having really good people around you, I, I think when you're 20, you get a little cocky thinking you could do it all. And the, the reality is, you know, you really always need a good team of people and you need people that are smarter than you, that are more capable than you, but also push you, push you to be better than yourself. And I think that I didn't know that I started my first company when I was 21. So I, I didn't know that at 21. And uh, it's nice to really be surrounded by a fantastic team today. Guys, Recruiter.com founded in 2015 was a major, major media business up through 2019, getting over $4 million of free traffic effectively just because of the strength of the domain name. They've been pivoted to more SaaS products. Now three different revenue line items, job boards, SaaS, and on-demand products doing call it 20 million bucks in ARR run rate according to the last earnings call. Team of 75 as Evan looks to scale the business. I would argue undervalued, 40 million market cap. You look at others in the market in this space, I'd say 100 million minimum. We'll see what happens though. Evan, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.